this morning. He said he felt like he was going to throw up, so remember pregnant Gary Thornton. Um, he got sent home and he's not doing it again. Um, he was just afraid for that.
I'd like to welcome each and every one out to the house of the Lord this morning. It sure is good to be here. Sure am thankful you're here. I know the Lord is. I desire your prayer this morning as as usual. Nervous as I should be. I will to do what God would have me to do. Yeah. Thankful for the opportunity and what He sent our way. Uh, I appreciate my church, my Christian brothers and sisters, and uh, uh, <clears throat> began to study and think and pray about what the Lord had me to do today and what He gave me. And early in the week, He gave me a thought. I kind of take from that and went uh, several places with it and uh, began to study about the church and about people coming and going and things going on and things uh, back and forth and things that you go through in your life and everything and uh, the Lord gave me a thought and the thought is uh, seven days of grace seven days of grace uh, every week God gives us that uh, if you're here and you know the Lord and uh, whatever you've been through this week I can assure you, if you look to Him, He gave you grace to make it through. He gave you the peace and ability to be able to do what needed to be done. Uh, if you're here lost and undone without God and He dealt with you last week and you didn't come to Him, He gave you abundant grace. He gave you seven days that He watched over you. And as God gave that to me, He gave me this was the fact that <clears throat> unknown grace which means someone who does not know the Lord uh, does not fully realize how blessed that they are that we're back at this place. Yeah. We're all back here That's safe. Right. We're all here. Yeah. And the door is opened again for an opportunity to you to be saved if you're not saved. Uh, God watched over you. There's a million things could have happened in your life last right. week that you could not have controlled. Have you ever been in a situation where it was completely out of your control. There was nothing you yeah. could do about it. Amen. It was already done. It was happening. And God stepped in and took care of it. How this God gave us seven days of grace. Again, that being said, He watched over you when you didn't even know He's watching over you. He's taking care of things that you didn't even know He took care of. He moved things out of your way and it brought you back to this place. Again, if you're saved, He's brought you through back to this place. However, if He did not bring you back to this place, then He has prepared a place for you. So therefore, you will go get to go be with Him. However, if you are not saved and you don't know the Lord, hell would have been your home this week. If God had not extended seven days of grace to you, then you could be burning in hell right now. So again, God has brought you to this place. He has opened the door of mercy. He has not shut the door. It is open. And anytime He deals with your heart, if you feel like you need to pray, here is a beautiful place to be. This is where you can obtain that salvation when He deals with your heart. And how God sent that to me so strong so many times I begin to think about that just through my week, through my evenings, and my mornings, whatever. 
But it's so important that when we come in here that we follow what God would have us to do. It's so important that we follow Him in our lives and through our daily walk of life. This is the most important, you've heard me say it before, this is the most important thing that we'll do in your life is that you would live a life for God and be what you'd have you to be and lean on Him for everything you do that you may obtain salvation for your soul and also salvation for your kindred and love. Yeah. Yeah. 30th chapter of the book of 2 Chronicles, 9th verse. <clears throat> 30th chapter of the book of Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, verse. For if you turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion before them that led them captive. So they can come again to this land. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away His face from you if ye return unto Him. That should be extremely comforting words to someone who has turned their back on God and not done what God would have them do and not be what God would have them to be. That God would not turn His face from you if ye return unto Him. But if you'll catch that first part of that verse, it says this also, if you will turn again unto the Lord, your brethren and your children shall find compassion. So again, we talked about this last week, and God just brought it right back around again, that what you do does affect other people. And your life you live for God does help other people. And the things that you do when you follow God does help. Your Christian brothers and sisters. Your family and your friends. If you return unto Him. Now we're going to go into the 84th chapter of the book of Psalms. The 11th verse says this, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. For the Lord God is a sun shining down on us, bringing lighting up your pathway, and a shield guarding you as you walk. The Lord will give grace an unmerited favor that we don't deserve. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. He'll live for Him. It's untold what He'll do for you. If you'll live for Him, it's no way that He will, it says right there, 
no good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So if it's something good for you, something to help you grow in him, something for strength, something to help you in your journey, God will send that your way. But again, seven days of grace, which means seven days of leaning on him. Amen. Which means seven days of praying. Okay? Which means seven days of studying His Word. Which means seven days of denying the flesh. Let's go over into the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, the seventh verse. First chapter of the book of Proverbs, seventh verse, says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace, under thy head and chains about them. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Knowledge. So when you begin to have a godly fear about what God will do to you if you don't follow Him and you're afraid of the chastising hand of God, that's a wise decision. Because if you have ever felt the chastising hand of God, it is not a comfortable hand. It is not a peaceful hand. It is not a joyous time to be in that place. I don't know about you, but I don't like it. I'd rather go with what God would have me to do than not do what God would have me to do. Because I've told you this before, and a buddy of mine testified of this fact that he had done something he wasn't supposed to do. And he said he ran off the edge of the road and that car was flipping. He said that flipped end over end. And he said, I promise you, I was not afraid to die. He said, well, about the third time of the air, he said, I said this. Yes, Lord, you have my attention. Yeah. See, God's got a way of getting your attention, and you're not going to like it. Amen. And everything you've laid your hand to may fall apart and come fragile until you get to where you need to be with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I didn't say that. God did. So you can go on in your foolish way and try to do whatever you want to do and be whatever you want to be and say whatever you want to say. And God come looking about you if you belong to Him. That's right. If He don't come looking about you, you need to search out your heart and make sure that you're safe. Because if He don't come seeing about you, then He don't know you. So if you can do anything you want to and get away with it, God never comes seeing about you, you better check up. Very assuredly, He's not going to treat one of His children differently, does any other children. He will come seeing about you. Hear the instruction, my son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace. It shall be glory to you and your soul 
and your walk of life. It will be a chain around your neck. Something that you have in your heart, you'll know that God is pleased with. You remember back the time that you done exactly what God had me to do? And you that is your ornament of grace. That time you testified and gave your grace experience and it helped somebody. That time that you stepped out and sung that song. That time that you done whatever God laid on your heart to do. Whatever you did, that ornament of grace will be about your neck and you'll remember that. And you'll know what you'll do with that? I'll tell you what you'll do with that. You'll have it right there and you'll remember it and you'll stand on it. And the next time God gives something for you to do, guess what you'll do? Stand on that. And next time God gives you something to do, you'll stand on that. What's going to help you do? It's going to help your walk with God. It's going to help your Christian faith. It's going to help you to be what God would have you to be. It's going to help you to next time He knocks and asks you to do something, you'll not even tap the brake. Because you'll already know there's good things coming from it. God, if I follow you, there's good things coming from it. But if I don't, we already talked about that part. He'll come find you. Yeah. Begin to pray and I'll get my little part out of here and get out of the way and y'all can do whatever you got on your heart to do. Book of Romans, fifth chapter. Twentieth verse. Book of Romans, fifth chapter, twentieth verse. Moreover, in addition to it, the law entered that offense might abound. But where sin abound, Grace did much more than Moreover, in addition to the law entered that the offense might abound. So what happens if we've conversated about this before about offenses? This world is offended. You already know that. Everybody knows everybody's offended. But it says in the book of Matthew that it's needful to the sense. Why is that? You read it right there. That the offense might abound, but where sin abound, grace did much more. God is greater than your sin. God will help you with your sin and your soul. He will help you with your trials and tribulations. He'll be there. But the first thing that's got to happen is The offense. You realize it's wrong. You realize you're heading the wrong way. You stop and look and examine your life and say, Lord, I am sorry. I surely am the least. I promise you I already know that I am. But where sin abounded, grace did much more. That unmerited favor that God sent. Again, Seven days of grace. Seven days of grace. Amen. Again, we're here we are back in this place. 
And I apologize you have to listen to me again, but I'm still going to do what God had me to do. And I'm still going to search out and let Him do in my life what I need to do that I might be a help to my church and my Christian brothers and sisters. But more than that, that I lift His name up. More than that, that it would be pleasing to Him. Moreover, the law entered that offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more. Second Corinthians, first chapter, twelfth verse. Second Corinthians, first chapter, twelfth verse. For your rejoicing is this, the testimony, the testimony of your concise that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you. Not in fleshly wisdom. The testimony of your conscience. For the rejoicing is this, the testimony of your conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, that we had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you, Lord. Godly sincerity. You think about that for a second. Godly sincerity. Godly sincerity comes with a close walk with God. Godly sincerity comes where you still have to follow everything He lays on your heart. You just don't do it. Not with fleshly wisdom. When you begin to study and read the Word of God, you cannot read it in yourself. It will not make any sense. It will not. You will not understand it. You will have to come with godly sincerity. You will have to come to understand how high He is and how low you are. You'll have to come to the point where how wise He is and how lack of wisdom that you are. But in that is rejoicing. Have you ever read something in the Word of God and it just absolutely stirs your heart? It absolutely stirs your heart. That is godly sincerity. I get it that way, I stick with it too. That's exactly right. It's not with fleshly wisdom. It's not of your knowledge. It's not coming from you. And you'll acknowledge that. When you have godly sincerity. So is it complicated? It says that in simplicity. I mean, it's simple. It's not complicated. It's just not of you. Did you catch that? It's just not of you. And you realize that it's not you. It's Him in His glory. And that is what? Rejoicing and the testimony of your conscience. What you think about. What you have on your heart. What stirs your heart. Again, like I said, you read a verse of Scripture and God just stirs your heart with that. 
That is the grace of God. Yes, it is. Again, seven days of grace. So here we are again. We are seven days later in our lives, seven days further down the road, seven days closer to home. And if you're not saved, you're seven days closer to hell. Second <clears throat> Corinthians, twelfth chapter, ninth verse. Second Corinthians, twelfth chapter, ninth verse. And he said unto me. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I will take pleasure in my infirmities in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Just saying that in earthly wisdom, that don't make no sense. How can you say that you're weak but yet you're strong? Because in God's way when you're weak you strong yeah when you're weak and feel like that you're unworthy and weak you'll see how strong and big he is and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for all the things that you're going through in your life and all the things that have been and all the things that will ever be my grace is sufficient God's grace is sufficient. Yeah. For who? For thee. Yeah. That miracle. Everybody that has ever heard the gospel, God's grace is sufficient. Everybody that has ever accepted Him as our personal Savior, His grace is sufficient. Everybody that has not obtained Salvation as of yet, His grace is sufficient. Why is that? Because you got seven days of grace and a mercy that you didn't deserve, and a watchful hand of God that you didn't deserve, that you didn't even see. That you didn't even see that God watched over you, that you didn't even see that God helped you, yeah. that you didn't even think about God. That's right. You got seven days of grace. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities. Lord, I know what I am. Lord, I know what you brought me from. Lord, I know what I could be. I already know I'm a failure. I already know all that stuff. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lift you up because your grace is sufficient. 
You see how handy that is? Do you see how handy God is? Do you see the place that He brings us from? He is sufficient. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. The Spirit of God might it rest upon us that we would do what? That we would follow that. What would you do that for? Because sometimes God will send His Spirit to you in a situation that you know not to make you turn left instead of turn right. Yeah. Whether you're physically doing it or spiritually doing it. Did you catch that? Whether you're physically doing it or spiritually doing it. Whether you're physically out on the road and God says don't go that way, go this way. And then you find out there was a complete catastrophe just a few feet from where you were sitting. Step out of the way. Let God take care of things. And in your spiritual walk of life, how sometimes we'll turn left instead of right. And God said, don't go that way. There's trouble down there. Don't go that way. Follow me. My grace is sufficient. Therefore, I will take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. But if you'll notice there, that he pretty well put a blanket over top of anything that you could possibly go through in those few words right there, in your necessities, persecutions, distress, all things you're going through, it is grace that's sufficient. When you realize that you're weak and He's strong. Book of Colossians, first chapter, fifth verse. Book of Colossians, first chapter, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven wherefore ye heard before the word of the truth of the gospel which is coming to you as it is in the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doth in you since the day ye heard of it and ye knew the grace of of God in truth. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, wherefore ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. So, how did you get saved? How did you find out about it? What did you know? The Gospel. The Gospel. The truth. You knew it was right. You knew it was the truth. And you heard it. And you came to it. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. The truth. There is a truth. 
Wherefore ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is coming to you as it is in all the world. And bring it forth fruit as it doth also in you. Since the day ye heard it and knew the grace of God in truth. What a wonderful blessing. Peace can be found in here. Because it's full of truth. There is not one line here. There's not one mistake. There's not one thing. I heard somebody say that the other day that God never said it. If it comes, it's good. If it's in here, it's deep. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven. That is our hope. That is the only thing that we have. But again, what we have, seven days of grace. Seven days of grace. See, God just gave them to us. Yeah. We didn't even realize it. We never thought anything about it. It was a normal week. Nothing to it. It wasn't anything that we could think of that was going to come our way back. But did you know God did? And if it fell your lot, and you have accepted that grace. For the hope which is laid up in heaven. For you. For those who are not, you've got the same grace with the little psychic of mercy, with a little bit of God's ability to be able to watch over you whenever you didn't even know and didn't even care that He came by to watch over you. So many times things come that we can't control. So many times things come that we can't see. So many times things come that we didn't expect. How that God is rich in mercy. God is helpful since the day He heard it and knew the grace of God in truth. You accepted it. You knew it. You knew it. Since the day you heard it, since you day you heard the glorious gospel of God, you began to lean. When it became real, and you knew it, and understood it, and accepted it, He began to watch and let you see things, and let you see Him in things, and let Him move your mountains, and let Him bring strength to your heart. And let Him guide your journey. And let Him help you with the decisions that you make. And let Him walk beside you. And lean on Him in everything. Look to Him for everything. Find comfort in Him. 
find help in Him. Find strength in Him. But I woke up this morning and it just turned around before my feet hit the floor, a lot of times God would give me something. Before my feet hit the floor, I thought about this. God, you don't owe me one thing. God don't owe us nothing. That's right. I was listening to a song about like to hear him sing, and it simply says that, Lord, you don't owe me one thing. You've already done more than your part. Amen. You've already been better than me than I deserve. You've already, but you don't owe me nothing. God don't owe you nothing. So He gave you seven days of grace, an unmerited favor you didn't deserve. Amen. He watched over and kept you. And you may not even even acknowledge it, but He gave it to you anyway. But remember, He don't owe you nothing. But if you'll look to Him and lean on Him, you'll find Him ever faithful. You'll find Him helpful. You'll find strength. But if you don't, you know what you'll find? Nothing. And again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. If you're not where you need to be the Lord, the only thing you see is yourself and fault in your brother. Truth. That is a truth. How would you know that, Marty? How would you know that? I've had those shoes on. When everybody's wrong, I was right. Everybody's wrong, I'm right. But at the end of the day, I'll say it like this. When I got on the other side of the fence, the grass looked greener, the grass was growing over the second time. That's a truth. I know that. I know that. It looked good. But it wasn't God. And it was a mess. And we'll make a mess. And you have to clean it up. And I can promise you this. God will give you the shovel. He won't go out there and dig it up, fix it for you. He'll give you the shovel. And I can promise you this. There'll be a point in time when you'll get to our shovel. And you'll look back. But you know that what that'll put. Right here. And you'll find yourself standing. A little strong. Yes, Lord, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I know exactly in my infirmities, I read you that, in my infirmities, that there was strength. In my shortcomings, there was strength. In my failures, there was strength. Because I realized that I went the wrong way. And not telling God have you food. And again, I tell you, I promise you, I got tired of it. But you'll remember. But God's grace is sufficient. Everybody does that as well. 
So what does that mean? Well, so when you fall, get up. When you realize you're wrong, make it right. I think I'll wait 20 years, Marty. Well, good luck with that. Because that shell's going to get pretty heavy. And I also told you that the people around you would be blessed. That was one of the first verses we read. But the people around you would be blessed. So how do you want to go? Do you want to sit back and idle and do nothing? Or do you want to step up and realize that there's strength in your faith? But you stand up with God because His grace is sufficient. His ability is not limited. And I read you several things in there about the fact that we've got seven days of grace. Yeah. Yeah. And God don't know what's nothing. But He does it because He loves us. And the more you love Him and the more you lean on Him, you'll find you the more you lean on Him. And the more you see Him, the more you'll see things that He's done. And the more you look through His eyes, the more things you'll see that He's done. And the more you bless Him, and the more you think about what He's done in your life, the more thankful you'll be, but also the more things you'll see He's done. You'll sit back and look at and you say, Lord, that had to be you because I ain't got nothing to do with that. And I told you last week God fixed something for me. It was pretty amazing. I was looking at Monday when I got on my desk and I pulled a paper up and then filled that thing out and took care of it. Sent right on food. No reason. None. There would be zero opportunity for that to happen. Except for one thing. I believe God could do it. And I asked Him. And I let the ones around me that have no faith that God was going to do it. Didn't know when. Didn't know why. Didn't know how. He going to take me. And you know what He did? In a glorious way, He took care of me. You know what He did it for me? I didn't talk to nobody else about it. There was, there was one other boy at work that knew a little bit about it, but he didn't really care. So he wouldn't come to her and talk. That's what I thought was. That is every day in your life. In your life. There's things that you're going through right now. I have no idea. God might send your, your face my way. If I see it, I know to pray. So try. I don't know. There's things you'll go through today or tomorrow. I have no idea. But God knows you and He'll do it just for you. You know why? Because His grace is sufficient. But what you have to do, this is an infallible truth. You have to put some feet on your prayers. You have to stand up looking back at what the world has and what the world's done and what they're going to do and what they're doing and what what they're doing whatever and look towards the Lord for your peace and everyone around you will see they will see the change in you they don't understand it 
They don't understand it, but they'll see it. You know what that'll do? That ornament of grace that you'll carry around your neck, you'll remember those things God done for you. Yeah. You'll wear them with pride. That mountain God moved for me. I ain't forgot it. I followed him in the You know what? I know exactly where it's at. If I need a little refreshing of the things God brought me to, I'll just pick it out and sit up there and look at it and just smile. Put it back in there and go right on about my day. God, you did that for me. So your lives are filled with millions of things that God's done for you. And I want to tell you something. I won't hear about it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to hear what God brought you to. You know what it'll do? I want to hear what you've been through. All these things that we do, all these things that we go through, how important it is that you give God praise, honor, and glory for those things because grace is sufficient. Because He gave us seven days of grace. Seven days of grace. And He gave it to me that quick. How He brought that to me. And then he gave me something else. I didn't know what I was going to say, but he just gave it to me, so I'm going to say it. I shared something. God just gave it to me about 3 o'clock in the morning. The other morning I was up getting ready, and he said this Sin is a seed that separates you from God. Yeah. Devil will get it, he'll plant it, and he'll keep you watering. It'll grow up at one point in time to where you can't even see God at all. Sin is a seed that separates you, that separates between you and God. How that is so true. But if we'll step back and understand His grace is sufficient, you get some of that spiritual weed killer, you get rid of it, God help you. Seven days of grace. In closing, would be this. Seven days of things that God brought us through that we didn't deserve. Seven times, seven days, nine days that He has worked things out that we couldn't work out. Seven days that we leaned on Him. And seven days that we didn't even think He existed. But His grace is sufficient. Anybody got anything? Sure. That's a little lesson. Good job, Lord. You know, you're talking about that. You know, we got to understand it in the spirit there. You know, the Bible, you know, anybody, I hear people, well, feel good about croaking the Bible. But tell you just about anything they want to tell you, you know. They were pretty much in the Bible. But it didn't have any spirit about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a guy here, they've been long ago right here, so. Uh, anybody can preach. Said if, if they preach the Bible, said anybody can do it. But I, I get to agree with that. If they can't do it. It's got to be in the spirit. Because the Bible said he gives it freely. Yeah. You, you deliver it freely. It's got to be in the spirit. It's not the word. It's in the spirit. It is. And I appreciate the teaching out there. I really do. Appreciate that. You talking about that on the beginning now? You know. That one door shut, he will open another. Amen. Amen.
Appreciate that. Anybody else? Yes, no, we'll have to go further.